Welcome to Forward. I'm your host, Allison Innes. This episode, I'll be handing over the microphone to third-year interactive arts and science student Mitch Kogan. You might recognize that name from the credits. Mitch has been working behind the scenes on audio editing this series, but this episode he steps in front of the mic to interview two of our game program graduates. Adam Henderson and Agusha Krasvinska were in the first cohort of our game design and game programming joint program with Niagara College. When they graduated in 2020, they set up their own game studio, Adjective Noun, and you can find a link to that in the show notes. In this episode, Mitch chats with Adam about his time in the program and his experience as an entrepreneur setting up a new game studio. Welcome to a special episode of Forward. I'm your host, Mitch Kogan. Today we are talking with Barack game graduate, Adam Henderson, one of the founders of Adjective Noun, a mobile game development team. Now, the mobile game industry is infamous for everything from lazy, haphazard games to ads plaguing every nook and cranny to even malicious in-app purchases. Adjective Noun aims to challenge that notion, as they guarantee high-quality experiences right in your pocket. Welcome to Ford, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, my my first question is really, how do you get into the gaming industry? How do you, yeah, how do you get into the industry? Uh, there's a lot of ways. So I suppose I took the most direct route, which was uh, going to... Uh, like post-secondary education for game development, um, and then graduating and starting my own game studio. Um, but there's there's plenty of other ways. There's people who come in from like film um, or making uh, like web series and things like that. Pretty much any media that has storytelling in it um, or is associated with the arts. There's plenty of crossover opportunities into the game industries from there. Um, but probably I would say a lot of the current generation of games people started in a different medium of some sort and then transitioned into games. That is that is very interesting. So it is not like you need this repertoire of like coding and coding and pixel out under your under your belt. You can you can get into the gaming industry from from like the film industry, as you said. Yep, and on the technical side, it's the same way. Like you could be a software developer, not necessarily involved in games, and then just jump into games from there. Um, or even self-teach yourself those skills and start up your own thing. For sure, for sure, for sure. And 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 I know you said you got basically into the industry right from post-secondary, but really, what was there a very big leap from university to the world of work? And kind of how did your degree here prepare you for that? 
Uh, we there wasn't a huge jump. We graduated right when the pandemic started, so our classes ended a little bit sooner. We didn't like transition to remote or anything. The classes just kind of stopped, and as as soon as that happened, we just started doing uh, our own thing at our studio. Um, but the the degree really helped. There's a lot that comes up that we weren't taught, but specifically in the game program, we're sort of taught how to teach ourselves things and how to learn. And when things came up, we already had the skills necessary to self-teach ourselves the new things that we needed. Because our degree was very much um, like technical side at Niagara College, because it's the joint degree, and then the theoretical side at Brock, but we didn't really have the business education needed to start our own studio. So it wasn't like the game program sat you down and kind of said, this is how you do, this is how you work Unity, this is how you work this program. It basically said, this is how you go ahead and uh, and look for these resources yourself so you could go out and learn about that. Yeah, for sure. And like in our last year, um, we were learning primarily a program called um, 3ds Max. It's an Autodesk software for 3D modeling. And in our last year, we decided to switch over to a completely different 3D modeling system uh, called Blender and use that instead. And it wasn't this huge like cutoff point where we were floundering around. All of the tools and the systems for learning we learned for 3ds Max, we could carry over into Blender. And that's probably the most valuable thing that we learned. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, so kind of like, there. Even if you don't, even even if you change the p- program, the actual software that you use, you kind of main like there. The, there are skills that it, that are constant across all softwares. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So really, speaking on a more Barado sense, what is the experience of actually running a game development company like? Because I know this is a big fantasy for a lot of people. Uh, it's it's a lot of work, and it's a little bit terrifying at most times. Um, there's there's a lot more non-game development stuff that you have to do than one might think. Um, there's entire days where I don't touch games at all anymore. I'm just either like in meetings and calls uh, with people, like setting up the projects in like our project management software, um, like doing budgets, social media, marketing, all of these things that aren't really the, the kind of glamorized game dev experience that most people sort of expect. It's not like every single day I'm like, in unity doing like setting up the game or making art or writing the story for it Uh, i have to sort of take a step back occasionally and do all the business things surrounding it in order to actually be able to do those Uh game dev things that i love to do um in the long run for sure for sure totally it is it is not all fun and games (laughs) yeah so my next question is, what has been your favorite game to really work on? Because I, because I, because I know you actually have some fully published games under your belt. 
Um, so our two games right now are Fisherman in the Sea and Hotel Hermes. Um, Fisherman in the Sea is more of like an open world kind of adventure game, uh, whereas Hotel Hermes is more of a, a narrative driven sort of arcade style game um, where you're delivering letters and stuff. Coming out of school, we jumped right into making Fisherman in the Sea. Uh, and we were very ambitious about where we wanted to go with it and all of these new things that we wanted to do. And I'd have to say that, like, that's probably been my favorite experience so far because we were so fresh to everything. We didn't exactly know what we could do. So we were trying to try everything uh, and really, like, expand and test our boundaries. And we did a lot of really interesting and cool things that we had never done in school before. And we're sort of testing our limits. And I think that was probably, it's probably been my favorite experience so far uh, is working on that game. And we're beginning into the stages of our next big project now. And now I'm just excited to get started on that. And I'm going to be like, that's going to be my next favorite thing, probably. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking about this now. I can't imagine how how different de developing for for but for mobile phones is from is from developing a console that has been built from the ground up for gaming kind of like you you really have to work into the fact that at the end of the day phones are designed for phones not for gaming yeah and there's a lot of hurdles to overcome there. Um, one of the biggest ones being performance. So obviously, like your phone isn't going to be able to run a game as well as your computer or a console. Um, our first game ran at like 11 frames per second for like 90% of development until we sat down. We're like, OK, we need to do something about this. And then basically looking up every possible trick in the book to save just like little tiny bits of performance. Uh, wherever we could find them right. yeah even as far as like how you interact with a phone like you don't have a, a mouse or controller or anything pretty much everything has to be done like by the finger on the screen and figuring out what the best like user interface and user experience for that sort of interaction is is very different from on a computer or on a controller for sure for sure also that's this whole process everything seems very very much not easy i know i can't do a lot of the stuff that you're talking about but like what has been the biggest challenge for you working at adjective noun probably we were taught all of the development side of things so it was probably more in terms of business and particularly the marketing um side of running it uh, i am not a very like market heavy sort of person. Like I don't use social media and things like that, like in my personal life. So having that be an aspect of the company that I have to like run and maintain and like reach out to people to like do news stories or like partnerships over like Twitter or other social media platforms. That's very not a me thing, but it's something that needs to be done for the business. And that's probably the area I struggle in most. Not really the answer you would expect coming from like coming from a game studio being being nothing to do with games, but yeah, but it is very much like 
the pro the issue most game studios have isn't really like making the game most people can find that like the talent and the skills to make a good game but there are literally like thousands of games released on uh like google play every single day and it is like cutting through that noise or uh, finding like a good marketing strategy that works for you is usually the thing that like makes or breaks an indie studio. For sure, for sure, it 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 is a very competitive space for sure. Yeah. And and really, what games really really have been your biggest inspiration for making games? Because I because I know your company values are making are making high quality phone games which are like uh, uh, which are like very 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 rare so mm -hmm. uh so in terms of like the games that inspired me i've also been a huge fan of like the legend of zelda games just across like all of my uh years growing up uh and then like smaller indie studio games, uh, like Binding of Isaac, which is, it's much larger now, but when it like just initially came out, it was like a flash game. Uh, and then it slowly grew from there into one of the most popular indie games of all time. Uh, and specific, specifically in the, like the mobile games uh, side of things, uh, there's a game called Balloons Tower Defense. Um, and I loved the game. I loved playing it like on my phone all the time. And then they updated it so that they basically changed how like the leveling worked so that if you wanted to get anywhere in the game anymore, you basically had to buy the premium currency or it was a slog. And it just ruined the game for me. And I'm like, like this was a great game and I loved it. And now it's just... Like, I don't even want to play it anymore because they've added in this monetization strategy for it. Uh, and then that sort of was one of the catalysts being like, well, we could we could do something else, something different than this uh, and maybe do it better. For sure. So. So really, like the like the experience that you that you had with B -B -B Balloons Tower Defense is 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 really universal across pretty much across the entirety of the market these days it's just like it's just like every single second even on this if, if, even on the most simple stupid game like like drop the ball in the hole it is like pay 7.99 to get the skin for the ball and i'm like yeah i just want to play a game i don't i i, I don't need this <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so also also what is very novel and very something that something like something that I haven't seen with any and and any game development company is you actually post the tools that you use to make your game for completely free on your on your website, which I think is very cool. And kind of the first question I want to ask, and what I'm interested in, is the motivation behind this. So when we were like just starting out, um, we were making a lot of sort of in-house development tools uh, that we were using, and uh, I guess where the indie scene in uh, like St. Catharines and Niagara itself is it's very helpful and like everyone is super happy to help each other out. Um, 
and like provide support or ask like answer questions if you have any and we kind of wanted to run off that spirit and basically help out other studios uh, and other creators that uh, wanted to get into the game space so when we were making these internal tools we we're like well these could be helpful for other people uh, so we released some of them for free um, and then we've also been working on like polishing up the tools and releasing them uh, on the unity asset store for other developers to buy and use as part of our business model and i think a it helps us because we want to develop these tools to be super usable for ourselves but then afterwards we can allow other studios to gain access to them that might help them out as well for sure for sure and you're gonna and i assume as as technology advances and and as you make more in in-house development tools you are gonna put more and more of them on online on your website that is the hope yeah And kind of, I, 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 I know I just alluded to this, but, but kind of, what's what's next for Adjective Noun? What is really your vision for? I don't want to say five years down the line, but what what is your vision for kind of the near future? Um, it's actually a really poignant question at the time because we're sort of in a, a transition period right now um, to sort of the next stage of our company, uh, and. Up until this point, we've sort of been uh, working it kind of part time. Um, I've been here the whole time, kind of doing doing things uh, full time, but I've also had to been like working a part time job to help pay the bills. Um, and Agusha, our other co-founder, has been doing the same thing. She's been working with other development studios, um, but just recently we've sort of reached a stable enough position that we can both a do this part time or do this full time and b start hiring on other people to help us so we just went through the uh, very first stage of the interviewing process and finding a new employee and uh, that's moving towards our next big game uh, project but we're also beginning to do contract work for other studios uh, and other app developers in the space and that has allowed us to kind of keep a steady stream of revenue in between our game releases and it has allowed us to grow the company out more. And sort of the goal moving forward is to be able to uh, make our own games and projects because that's always what we've wanted to do. We've wanted the freedom to uh, be as creative and as different as we want to in the space, uh, but also to work with other companies in a contract um, relationship so that we can help develop their games uh, with our particular expertise uh, and then grow the company out that way. I am currently in year three of, IA of IASC. Nice. So kind of, if you would give one piece of advice to to yourself in it, where you were in the position that I was in, university year three you, what would it be? Oh, that is a hard one. Uh, I'd probably say that um, the most important thing when you're about to graduate and everything um especially in like the isc and the game programs is usually like these huge final projects and they kind of seem like it's everything like it's the culmination of your four years and you want it to be amazing you want it to be perfect um 
and it seems kind of like your your one chance to like show off and get a job immediately coming out of uh, university but it's also important to like take some time and actually make connections with the people in your classes as well as like your professors and if there's any like extracurricular activities to go out to in the local area um there there used to be tech mashups pre-covid um where it's just like all of the the technology people from the niagara region like go to those go to workshops go to as many extracurricular things you can go to while you're still at brock um because those connections and the things you learn there are as important if not more so than your actual coursework that you're doing that seems like it's the end of the world sort of deal but it's important to also kind of step back and take your time to actually learn and not just kind of try and keep up with deadlines mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so really so really go out make those contacts go out make those contacts really and really go out and 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 really make those contacts and make those really extracurriculars and 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 really take 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 IASC or take game in your case beyond the classroom yeah and that will really help you when you graduate like have connections to potentially like getting you a job but also just to have connection that can help you in like if you're doing a personal project and you're like I like how this is looking. I want a second set of eyes on it. Like you'll have people to send that to and to grow your own skill set once university is done by learning from other people and then eventually using those skills to get yourself a, a job and start your career and stuff. For sure. For sure. For sure. Let's see. I think we are reaching the 30 minute mark. Those are those are all the questions that I have for you. If you if you want to tell anything to the listeners of forward, if if you want to plug anything, if you want to send out any messages, now we, right. go right ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, well, I guess if you're interested in anything I've been talking about uh, thus far, you can. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Adjective Noun GD. Um, we release updates on there and everything that's going on with us. Uh, and if you'd like to tune in, uh, we have recently been nominated for Best Indie Mobile Game in Canada um, at the Canadian Game Awards. Uh, so you can tune in there and maybe see us win an award. Uh, I think that's everything. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, that is very exciting. The Game Awards thing, the Canadian, the Canadian Game Awards. Thank, thank you so much for your time. This was a very, very informative interview. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you for listening to Forward. Find our footnotes, links to more information, transcripts and past episodes on our website brockuca slash humanities we love to hear from our listeners join us on twitter facebook and instagram at brock humanities please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss an episode our sound design and editing is by mitch kogan that'll be me and the theme music is by khaled iman 
This podcast is financially supported by the Faculty of Humanities at Brock University.